Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So I had a eureka moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, actually a little bit for download, if you will. Uh, what does the word download do to me, you say? Yep, that's completely that. Uh, got a G-check in the spirit real quick. Want to hear about it? Cool. What a story about it. Here go. Uh, my husband and I were having a conversation. And, uh, earlier this week, let me double back. Earlier this week, I told him, I said, I want to be wowed by God. I want to see something come to fruition in my life to manifest in a way that literally drops my jaw and I just say, uh, and tears just formulate and I'm just like, there's no other explanation, but it was God. There's no other, I can't say that I, I just knew to talk to the right person to save that particular amount, to go to that particular location. I won't be able to give myself any kind of like checkpoint. We did it. I just truly want to be wowed. Now I've had some, my, some major things happen in my life, in my lifetime. I ain't going to hold you. I've had some things that have occurred that I'm just like, God, you is the bomb. And that's good English. Okay. But if I'm honest with you, the wowing kind of either was overridden by certain other elements happening. So the biggest thing that's ever happened that I always revert back to is, bro, I moved from New York to Georgia. You understand? Like that is just wow. But that wasn't the biggest leap of faith, in my opinion, because it was the overcast of my back was to the wall. I was in a corner. What else was I going to do? You see what I'm saying? To me, in my mind, something that is a huge leap of faith is, listen, I calculated as best as I possibly could with no other competing factors. I'm going to take this leap of faith and I'm just going to go ahead and make it happen. Unfortunately, what happens with a lot of us, myself included, is that you have to be put in a predicament to produce that diamond. The pressure of the ailments and the elements around you is actually putting that thing together for it to bink. Oh, it's a diamond. Whereas I would love to just produce a diamond just because I really believe God to produce a diamond. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, do you get what I'm trying to formulate there? Like, I don't want it to be, oh, you had somebody had to lose that job in order to go ahead and be pushed into their passion of entrepreneurship, that they had to go ahead and just be at their rock bottom and be completely done to go ahead and get this bright idea of, oh, you know what? Now that I have this space and time to think clearly, I think that I should, A, go do this. I think that I should, B, I just want to be in a place that there's no... There's no storms. There's no lightning and bolts that's making me run to a place. And now that I can see where I ran to, this is kind of better. I don't want to do that. I want to feel like, God, you wowed me. Like how you did with the Israelites, taking them out of Egypt. (laughs) How 
you rain manna the way that you did for as long as you did. Like how you went ahead and made sure that their sandals and their clothes never went ahead and ran out all them years in the wilderness. How you let Meshach and Bendigo and all them boys, you let them go into that lion's den with that fire, furry furnace, and their clothes didn't smell like smoke. Like how is it? And again, I have some elements of my life that if I pointed out where I started and where God took me, you would be like, oh my my goodness but to be honest with you I don't want any more past wows I want to be absolutely I want to be Peter with it when that man was in that boat and he was trying to fish all day and was like ah well boys let's go ahead and wrap it up it ain't nothing out here these fish ain't loyal like I don't know what they're doing but they're not coming in these nets so they went ahead and they washed the nets out and they getting ready to go ahead and you know wheel it back and Jesus was like yo real quick catch your net that way and he was like bro let me explain something new <laughs> it's cute that you are, but I'm a fisherman so I kind of know what I'm doing been out there did my due diligence nothing is coming into this net and so I'm going to go ahead and go back home but if you want me to go back out there lord and he was rolling his eyes i felt it i'll go back out and do it and then the bible says that peter caught so much fish that literally the net that he had was not able to hold that fish so he had to call a whole nother boat over and get some friends to go ahead and help out and get some in their net and to the point that when he literally he went out and looked at Jesus and fell to his knees and was like how can you bless a wretched man like me to me that is wow oh you mean to tell me that boy was out there all how you blew his mind God he knows that there wasn't no fish out there. He was out there all night in his own strength. And then he applied listening, just merely listening to you, not even making it spiritual like, you know, and I just feel like if I go back out there. No, God said to do it. He was like, really? Because I just came out there. Okay, Jesus, I'll go back out there and do it. And did it and was like, bro, you have blown my mind to the point. You have blessed me to the point that my mind is blown. That's what I want. I'm at the portion of my faith that just merely getting the job that I interviewed for is not enough. Just merely going ahead and paying the bill that I went ahead and calculated in my own strength and woohoo, we got there. It's not enough. I love to plan. I love to aspire, but I want mind blowing faith. And so I'm, I had that conversation with my husband and in a couple of days after AKA <clears throat> today, uh, I was having a conversation with him in regards to a future plan that I really want to see in fruition. Like, I truly, I don't just want a house anymore. Um, I'm going to let you in my business a little bit, but not tell nobody, okay, great. I want to build one from the ground up. I want to do things in my lifetime with my family, with my legacy, that I see it. Shouts out to everybody who made it to the wall of uh, faith in uh, Hebrews 11. But I would like to see the things that I'm believing for in my lifetime, in my good mind, my good strength, and my good health. And I had this projected plan because if you know anything about your girl, I am an amazing planner. You get me any kind of composition book <laughs> uh, with a pen and a prayer. Hello? 
Don't you listen? We gonna get there. And now I have always been that way. Very calculated. Very okay. This is what we're doing. The parts that I don't know how to do. I'm like God. You're gonna have to pick up that because I don't really know how that's gonna happen. So, but this is what I'm pretty much. I'm going to plan for what I have for where you positioned me because I know that you're taking me somewhere greater. But I just want to prove that I'm a good steward of where I'm. I'm at now. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, cool. So talking to my husband, talking to my husband, and then I was like, yeah, but that calculation, although it is good stewardship, you can't have calculated faith. And so at first I was like, Tama, uh, don't play me. Because <laughs> um, I do not have a mustard seed of faith. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I think I li- I have a couple of acres you know, when it comes to certain things, but I have, you know, a calculated way or I have a plan on how I see myself working with God in my faith realm. And so I really said, I want to be a co-pilot with God. Like I don't got to be in the front, but I definitely want to feel a part. Like I'm a part of your team, God, you getting my yes and my amen. I want to do my part. I'm very much a doer. Shouts out to the people who just want to ride the bench warm and then get their ring at the end. Like, yeah, I at least want to feel like I dribbled the ball. Okay. Don't just hand me a ring. Don't just hand me a blessing. And as much as God can do whatever he wants to do, that's the one thing that I always ask him. Just give me a part, even if it's minuscule. Even if it's just a matter of me praying and believing and that's just it. Like, let me do something. I don't want to haphazardly walk into a blessing. I don't want to, oh, I was standing in line and this guy said, hey, I want to bless you with a house. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute, a mansion. Like, that's not my thing. I want to feel like, no, I strategically walked where I felt the Holy Spirit notion for me to walk. And I did a couple of things prior to the months leading up to that that didn't really make sense to me. But now that I can see and look back, the fact that I walked out and did that thing that didn't make sense was the faith element that was needed to initiate this next blessing. That is what I mean when I'm like, I want to co-pilot with you, God. I want to co-author with you. I want to do this thing with you, God. I want to give you my yes and my amen, and I want to be present. I want to do all the things. And then I thought about the woman with the issue of blood. And I was like, you know what? Let me read about her real quick because low-key, I do, I don't want to gender specify it, but I do believe that people faith differently. And this came up in the fact that when I was talking to my husband, he said, listen, babe, don't be so finite when you believe a thing. Like it has to happen this year. Like I'll make it, listen, I will look at where I'm at, look at where I want to be, plan the in-between, and this is exactly, you know, where I want to be. So, for instance, when I was doing my undergrad, I was like, uh, first question I have for the guidance counselor person, academic advisor, I said, what's my graduation date? He was like, I've never had no one ask me that (laughs) in all my years. That's not the first question they usually ask me. And it's because the way that I'm wired, give me the end Let me set up my mental, my physical, my emotional capacity. And then it's like, "Mm." and if I can agree that, okay, I can either muster this up or I believe that I have that in me or I believe that God will match the the, the 75% that I have, that is how I faith. I faith very based upon, okay, so this is what I'm believing for. And so this is the path that I'm on. And so if I believe like, y'all want to graduate in this many years, then that means I have to give a certain amount of energy. If I'm like, listen, I'm going to take a class at a time, y'all have a nice day and I get there when I get there that's a different kind of energy so because I know myself and I know my wiring it is tell me what the end is and let me go ahead and position myself accordingly isn't that what Lot did 
That angel told him, uh, bro, I need you to keep running <laughs> until I say stop because we getting ready to go ahead and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Buddy looked, he was like, listen, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, sir, I don't have it in me. <laughs> okay? Uh, you got the wrong, sir. So what I need you, listen, can I just run to Zor? It's closer, you know, the knees, the back, like all that. And the angel was like, oh, okay, cool. I loved the fact that Lot had a humble assessment of himself, and he was able to factor in, kind of taste it around. Mm, nope, not going to be able to run that far. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't got it in me. But I do have in me that I can run to Zor. And so that's how I looked. So husband was like, see, that's, that's where we're different. Like you're finite in the spirit sometimes where – you're kind of loose in the natural. Like, my husband can go to a store. If I said, hey, I need ragu sauce and I need some spaghetti uh, noodles, and he'll be like, okay. And he'll be back within 20 minutes. I one day said, no, it's it's cool. I'll come back. I literally text him, like, can you come get the groceries? He was like, I thought you were going for just two items. I'm like, yeah, but they had that on sale and that on sale. So to me, as long as it's within the food budget, if it's on sale, I'm getting ready to get it. I don't have a direct, this is what I'm doing and that's what I'm doing. You see what I'm doing? I'm trying to build up here. So when he said finite, I said, well, maybe we just faith different. Like, you have a very, you know what, I can plan four years out, but if, you know, I get there and God says, hey, do it another year, it's cool. And then, and I'm like, I don't like that because then I feel like I'm going to lose the luster of the excitement and the zeal and that I want to do. And I don't really, I don't like the way that that works. I said, I work very well with give me a plan, let me put that thing in action, and let me align it to God. That is how I faith. And he was like, yeah, I, I faith like that too, but I faith as this is my end result, God, however you want to do it. And I'm like, R really? Like, is, again, is it gender specified or do people just faith different? And I had to go ahead because you know how your girl does. I said, I need to pull that biblically. I need to see that. So God was like, cool. Um, real quick. Get your Bible. Okay, great. Uh, go to Matthew 9. I was like, okay. He said, and I want you to read about the um the woman with the issue of blood. I was like, oh, I see what you did. He's like, yeah, because since you said that th that came up, obviously I said that for a reason. I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, God, <laughs> you're embarrassing me in front of company. Okay, great. So he said, uh, Matthew 9, you know, I read in the NLT version. He said, I want you to go ahead and I want you to start at mm, verse 20. Just then a woman who had suffered from 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. See, she touched the fringe of his robe, 21, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed, 22. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. I said, bruh, that's my girl. She she had a thought. You understand? She was like, mm, I know another way I'm going to get healed. This is this is how I'm going to get healed, sir. She saw Jesus. She lined it up with God. She put a plan in motion, and boom, look at God. You know what? She was bleeding for 12 years. I don't know if she had a time frame in mind. Like, bruh, I am done. There's not another sanitary, nothing that I want to use. I don't want to use no more towels, no more nothing. I'm done with all this that's happening in this undercarriage, okay, great. And so I'm getting ready to go ahead, and I'm getting this healing no matter what. No bars, no kind of shackles.
labels on anything. I'm getting to my healing. I have this thought in my mind. I believe it with my heart. I'm putting a plan in motion. I'm going to line it up with faith. I'm going to line it up to Jesus, and it's going to happen, and boom, guess what? My girl did it. That's how I faith. But then the Holy Spirit was like, do me a quick favor. I want you to go to a whole chapter prior. I want you to go to um, Matthew 8. And I was like, okay. He said, I want you to read about the um, Roman officer. I said, oh, you mean the one that's in, um, starts at verse 5? He was like, mm-hmm, Matthew 8, verse 5. I said, okay, cool. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him. Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Seven, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Eight, but the officer said, Lord, uh, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Nine, I know this because I'm under the authority of my super officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. 10. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. Pause. What? Okay. Um. Okay. What? Okay. So time out. Um, what? what okay. So Buddy just had the plan, the Roman officer. You know what? There's somebody who works for me. He's in bed, paralyzed. He ain't feeling too good. He in a little bit of pain. I'm going to go ahead to Jesus real quick. Um, Jesus, real quick, can you see about the person that I work for? Jesus like, I'll go with you. He's like, you don't got to do all that. I'm just saying, like, if you could just send a word or something. Like, the way that that even reads was just real airy. Like, listen, the end goal is uh, the servant getting healed, okay? I don't particularly care for you to come with me. You don't got to muss up all that strength. I just want you to say the word. And then um, I believe that by the time I get back, everything's going to be cool. And what you don't know is that uh, when you jump down to verse 13, then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Now, the woman with the issue of blood, that looks finite to me. Right? Because it was a planned, it was a preparation there it was an end goal I'm lining it up with Jesus if I can just and I could just feel even in the reading it felt different it felt like pressure it felt like okay I'm going to go ahead and make this happen and I'm going to just believe God and so there was a little bit more tenacity in her as whereas in him he's like listen just want the servant to be healed you know, listen, I don't even want, you ain't got to, don't get no more sand in your sandal, sir. Listen, say the word, make it easy for both of us, say the word, okay? And then uh, I'll go ahead and go back home. And I think that I got a little bit more of an idea of like, wait a minute, maybe the woman with the issue of blood, maybe that was like mm, a little bit more finite than I thought because, and Mark, <laughs> how Mark breaks it down, how that went, I was like, I don't like the way that reads at all, Mark. It was like, listen, uh, that's why he's a disciple and you not. When I literally looked at Mark chapter 5 <laughs> and read about the woman with the issue of blood here, she looked different. 
It literally says, let's do verse 24. So Mark 5, verse 24. Jesus went with him and all the people followed, crowding around him. And this is where she comes in, 25. A woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. 26. She has suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. 27. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. 28. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. 29. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she was had been healed of her terrible condition. 30. Jesus realized at once that the healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? 31. His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? 32. But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. 33, then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. 34, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Here's my thing. She literally spent every single dollar uh, that she had it literally says she spent everything she had to pay the doctors and she didn't get better she got worse so I was like God how can you call that faith when she literally came to Jesus last and I literally said to myself what if she would have done first what she did last she had to suffer for 12 years to go ahead and do the calculation of keep going to the doctors. Okay, that doctor didn't work. Go to another doctor. Because what do you do when you don't feel well? What do you do when you see your situation is getting worse? You go to a doctor. What do you do when you see that doctor doesn't know what he's talking about? You get a second opinion. What happens when that second opinion looks like it's the first opinion? You go for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. What do you see when your savings or your medical account is getting higher and higher and lower and lower and depleted and more depleted? You just keep feeling it as much as you can. You keep doing, you keep doing, you keep doing. And it was like... Okay, can I say something? If she would have stopped that somewhere before the 12 years, maybe the way that is illustrated in Matthew would have looked differently. The difference between her calculated faith in Matthew 9 versus the very freeing spiritual, I still have faith, but it looks different of the Roman officer in Matthew chapter 8. It's a chapter difference, but she suffered longer. She suffered for 12 years. This Roman officer didn't take that long to see, listen, there's something going on with uh, the servant. Let me go seek Jesus. And it could be easily thought of like, well, maybe she didn't really know Jesus. Maybe she, you know, we can make up a whole different bunch of things. But you know what? Why did it take her so long? And why did Jesus look back at her and say, your faith made you whole? Faith is not something that you just say, well, I'm going ahead and get a try. Because as you see with the Pharisees and everything else, people wasn't just prone to believe him. But it's something about when you feel like you tried everything and then you try a new thing that makes it feel like calculated faith. I wish that maybe a chapter and a half earlier, she could have been the one that Jesus said, man, I've never seen faith like this in all of Israel. 
Because honestly, you know what the kicker is? Up until that woman, I have never seen no one, and it's not calculated and it's not documented, that anyone decided if I just touched a him or any part of Jesus that I will be healed. If you literally listen to what I read in Mark, that chapter in Mark, it literally said in Mark 5 that when Jesus said, who touched me, the disciples said, how are you going to ask who touched you, sir? Everybody's touching you, but nobody touched him with the intent to get healed. So this woman had faith. It was just last minute faith. It was just very calculated faith. It was a faith that Jesus had to say, "Mm, what you did was extraordinary, but it was too calculated. You could have prayed about this prior. You didn't have to wait 12 years. You could have went ahead and came to me. If You could have been done after five years. And it would have still been earlier than what the Roman officer did. The Roman officer had this very freeing, just loose way of believing. Like, God, you don't, Jesus, you don't need to go ahead. Oh, sir, it's hot out here. I don't want you breaking a sweat. Just say the word. So they both had a new element to their faith. This man is just saying, say the word, and I know your word is going to travel to a place that I'm not at and, and, and go ahead and heal somebody. And the woman with the issue of blood faith was, if I can just touch you, I know that this situation is going to be completely different. I don't care if it's been 12 years. When I touch you, it's a wrap. Both of them had faith that was new ground, uncharted territory, if you will, Bruh, ain't nobody ever touched him to get healed. Ain't nobody ever told him to just say a word and get healed. But one of them came to him first. One of them didn't come to him as a last resort. And one of them didn't come to him after all the other calculated faith moves didn't work. Calculated faith. God, I'm believing for this job. And I'm believing that you're going to give me this job. And I'm believing, yeah, but you're believing it after you already went ahead and calculated this is how many years experience I need at the other jobs. This is how much school experience I need, experience, experience. And so you lined up the nice little package of, okay, God, you can bless me now. I can pray for this now because now I'm packaged and I'm ready. You're believing so bad. Uh, God, I, I really want a husband and I really want a wife. And it's not even that it's a lonely thing. It's just like I really want to build with somebody. And I just wanted it to be a random. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my body in shape. I'm going to do this down the third. I'm going to start looking whatever. I'm going to start, you know, making the space in my closet and, you know, professing. This is who I'm going to be with. And you package yourself very, very nicely. And it's like, okay, God, now I'm ready to be a spouse. And while there's nothing entirely wrong with that, You have boxed God out of when he can bless you because you have to do all your little prerequisites first. There are no prerequisites to how he decides to bless you. And that's why I love that the Roman officer was the first person that Jesus was like, I have never seen faith like this in all of Israel. I'm so glad that it got to a point that it was like, you are doing something mind blown. Because even when Jesus was like, you know what? I will go to the calculated way that you guys think that faith goes. I'm going to come with you. But he was like, you don't have to come with you more powerful than that. You could just speak it. It was like, you, you believe me on another level. Yeah, bro. <laughs> because I'm in authority. So I know if I'm in authority in our earthly realm, you got spiritual authority. Say it. 
No, you don't have to be outside of the house. I didn't say real quick. Um, let me call real quick, and if they have cell phones, put the phone to her to, to the servant's ear. Yeah, and then let me. Okay, Jesus, go ahead. You on speaker? Like they didn't have to do that. It was like no, I'm believing something that I never believed before because I just believe it. I've seen it kind of displayed in in the earthly realm. So I'm believing if it. Listen, if it could be done here, it could be done there. Like I really wish that this woman would have gone ahead and said, mm, Yeah, this is not working. And so I'm going to try to go ahead and do something spiritually. She did everything that she knew to do. She did everything that she knew to do in her earthly realm and then decided, let me try Jesus. I never looked at her that way. As a matter of fact, before actually having this conversation with you, I looked at it like I feel like she got more faith than him. <laughs> like, like she, you know, she, she showed the formula of faith, or at least I thought. You have a thought, you believe it. You put a plan in motion, you do it, you line it up with Jesus, you 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 chime in. Like, I thought that that was it. And God was like, I'm not your last resort, I'm your resource. No, <laughs> don't calculate your faith and then think that it's faith. Don't save up all the way for the down payment and then you get the house and you're like, woohoo, God is good. No, you did everything and then you just asked me to go ahead and turn around and open the doors for you. But don't you want a faith that blows your mind the way the Roman officer like reading him now I'm like bro, bro I'm not even gonna hold you you was before your time you literally said there is no time and space in the spiritual realm I believe that God. you believe that without the Holy Spirit being even present yet wow so in order for me to have the mind-blowing faith that I was believing God for I have to do something different I'm going to have to, and do it with me, please, because you know I do better in a group effort, okay, great? I'm going to have to believe that outside of my calculations, God's going to get it done. So I literally wrote out three different plans, right? As a husband, projected out this far out, we can do it, but that's in our own strength. He was like, I agree. I said, and projected this far out, making it, you know, two years instead of three years, um, we can also do it, but we're only believing, you know, for God. We only need God to believe in a little bit. He was like, yeah, we can find that and, and scratch that up and do that in our own strength. Basically, like, it almost looks like the, the, the one we just went over. It's like, yeah, you're right. When we believe in the one that made us a little bit uncomfortable, my husband was like, that's the one. I was like, really? He was like, yep. Because I believe that as we are walking out a thing, as we are planning out a thing that God will bless it the way that he see fit. And it won't change the end destination, but it will change the way that we see God. You told me, accountability partner, you told me you wanted to be wow. Let God wow you. Let that little discomfort, like, wait a minute, but, you know, A equals B equals C. It's like, no, 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 none of that has to equal. You go ahead and be a good steward over where you're at now. You go ahead and be a good steward over what you have now. And then as you are walking the thing out, God would do. He told me when God healed the lepers, them nine, ten lepers, he told them, go ahead and show yourself and make yourself clean and go ahead and show yourself to the particular people you need to show yourselves to. And as they were walking, they got healed. And one came back and was like, buddy, you healed me. <laughs> like, I'm super excited. He was like, but I healed more. Only 
only one came back. And so he said, I'm a fond believer that when we walk out a thing, when we have a plan, when we tell God that this is what we want, we ask God this is what we want, and God puts something on our hearts, we don't have to box him in on when it happens. I believe that as we're walking it out, we will get the thing that we want. As we are walking it out, we will see, oh, my goodness, this happened way sooner than I thought. As we're walking it out, we will see God in a way that we never did. The only thing we need to do is make sure that we continue to give him glory, that we're good stewards over what we're doing, and that we don't box him to say it has to happen in this time frame. Don't be so finite when it comes to the spirit. I said, oh, well then. (laughs) Hey there. (laughs) That's why you're my husband, but let me digress. But do you see what I'm trying to say to you? My challenge to you is to go over, comb over your life and where you're at right now and really do a humble assessment between being finite and free in the spiritual realm. Where do you fall? Are you more of the, you know, women with the issue of blood that it's like, all right, let me just try the things that I know to do first. And if that doesn't work, then it's like, okay, God, let me chime you in. Or are you more of the Roman officers? Like, look, I know they said that it has to be this, this, and this first. But God, listen, straight out of high school, I believe you could do it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and make sure I have my suits and whatever ready. But I'm not going to wait to the end of my college graduation and then start looking for jobs. I'm going to look for good jobs now. I may just find an internship that God just says, hey, you know what? I'm going to put favor on you that they hire you beforehand. And I'm going to just go ahead. And you never know what God does when you are not finite in the spirit. So that's my challenge to you. Let's move and navigate away from being absolutely finite. And while I believe that that was being responsible, I believe that that was being a good steward. I believed all the things that were positive. And I believe that God allowed me to believe that for as long as I was in that particular space in my faith. I feel like once I said I want to go ahead and up my faith, he was like, good. So now that you said that, let me take the roof off of what you've been doing to me. You only let me bless you in this square footage. And I want to take the roof off and give you skies the limit. I said, oh, so here I am on the phone with you spilling my own tea so that we both can stop being finite. And sometimes we don't even realize it, right? It's like, no, I have to do this, this, and this. And and it's like, yeah, there is a step to each thing. But have you ever noticed that when you really were sick and tired of something, rebuke that name of Jesus, not sick and tired, but when you were fed up with something, you was like, you know what, God, it's just going, and you kind of gave that deep breath of like, listen, either it was I give up or you're going to have to do it or whatever it is that you still got that same blessing without that finite mindset. And you were like, wait a minute. I think that those were our little moments where God was trying to show you, if you just take the shackles off of my hand, I could bless you bigger. But because you took my hand, you led me to the kitchen, you led me to the refrigerator, you led me to that spot in the refrigerator and said, God, I want that juice. Then this is all I can pour for you. Opposed to you coming to me and saying, God, I'm thirsty, and letting me whip up something for you that you like. What's that? It's a mm, little bit of passion fruit, um, some mango, a little bit of, like, you let him finesse the thing that's going to be great for you, still getting you something to drink, but making it so palatable that you're like, whatever you just did, I want to do that again. So whatever I just did, I'm going to do it again. Do you understand that? I feel like you got what you needed. I, I do feel like you got what you needed. And you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have, but you spill their own tea, add their own lemon, add their own honey, stir it up, pour you some from my own cup, and be like, 
<sighs> embarrassing, but uh, you know, it's good. You know, everybody's looking at me, and that's fine <laughs> in my head. <laughs> but I feel like we get so much from this, and that's why I do that. I do it in real time. I think that people grow and get wisdom from two separate styles of learning. It's either I overcame this, and so I want to give you the pretty much the route that I took. And there's also the, I'm currently driving through this. And so get in the car with me. You see, you see how close that feels and and how, how realistic and humble and very relatable that feels. And that's why I don't mind just, I don't want to wait and like, you know what? A year ago. No, like right now, that's what I'm going through right now. And just be 100 with you. The only way I know how, you see what I'm saying? But all right, listen, um, the way that my stomach is growling, you're going to think that it was the lion's den, so I don't want to be embarrassed. But um, I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go so I can go ahead and feed this. Okay, great. Um, and we'll talk again. I know your number. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Later. <laughs>